Let's introduce ourselves. Sir, I am Matt Carlson. Matt Carlson, who is going to do his very best to not bang the table. <laughs> I oh, how I get in trouble for banging the table? <laughs> I, I need something I can... <laughs> last week you were tapping a lot, and I, I did think about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, do I say something? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a drummer. Right? That's fine. <laughs> Just say something. When in doubt, say something. So that's Matt's voice. This is Emmy Helmuth's voice. This is who I am. This is Michelle Holmberg's voice. And I'm Bobby Taylor. All right. Go. <laughs> Discuss the thing. So we talked about why Why are we here? Why is Boulder Valley put right here, right now? What's our mission statement? It, Give it to us, Matt. Building authentic relationships with God and one another. And that's what we talked about. So that's what we... Kind of pushed into and spoke to this morning and looked at a couple different scriptures from Jesus saying that I long to know you. Um, you know, entering into the kingdom comes through that relationship of being known um, by him, by God. And then that one of Paul also says, man, I consider all things a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing, of knowing, I mean, in relationship with Jesus. So authentic relationship with God, and then also its connection with one another, and really how those can be separated. So, I love those knowing God verses in a way that it just—it's such a good remembrance to think back to your long-term relationship with God. That it's not just you know we often often in evangelical church it comes back to that like time that you decided to follow God or like those those points people are like when did you choose Jesus. But to think about it, it's just this journey of knowing him is so beautiful. And that, like, that's his goal, too, is, like, I want to walk with you through this. And yeah. it's, like, we are we are going to spend time. And it's something that kind of I've been focusing on a lot this year is the term spending time because we, mm. we value it so much like currency. And I know I do personally. And to be giving to God in that way as an offering, the spent time. And to look at it as a value and to make that choice and that create that relationship of knowing one another. I think it's kind of all intertwines together. Mm, that's good. Mm. Yeah, I, I loved what you said about the knowing him piece and him knowing us. And, you know, when you started with that, that, that depart from me, I never knew you, you prophesiers and such. Yeah. And then I was like, where is he going? Like, <laughs> I mean, it just was... It's true and heavy, but also like it just really made the point of like, I don't know. Like the point is the knowing like that. I just thought that hit me and and it's boiled down to like, of course, this is what matters. It really is about knowing God and him knowing us and being an authentic relationship. Like, you know, and I just think that the way that you started it made me really it hit me and was like, oh, this is really significant, way more significant than all the things I do, you know, which mm-hmm. I think I know, but yeah. the reminder of that was, Good. was profound. So, so, but don't, why is Christian, I don't think Christianity is known for knowing God. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Right. Correct. So what is it known for? It's known for, or. I think and there's different, different views on that, right? Like some people know it for. Peace, love, faith, like, is, would be the hippie Christianity, yeah. right? The That happy side. And, I mean, then you can go all the other ways that it's pegged, either 
can go politically, you can go conversion, proselytizing. Mm-hmm. But then, I don't, yeah, the knowing God, it would be great to be known for that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that that's like when you're with somebody who really knows God and you can, like you said about the disciples, like you tell that they've spent time with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Um, or maybe that was Tyler, but regardless, like that idea of like, oh, you know God. Like, how many Christians do you know that you that you really are sure that they really know Him and are in authentic relationship with Him in a transformative way? And I think you're right. I'm like, I don't think that's the mark of corporate Christianity mm-hmm. in America. Like, you know, I think the average person who's not a believer looking in at Christianity would probably not say, oh yeah, those people really spend time with. Mm-hmm. With God in a way that transforms your life. Okay, so let me just throw this question out. Um, if God is calling us to be a people, and let's just stop with who have authentic relationship with Him, and even leave out the one another right now, but just if, if, if this church and if we really did pursue that, if we really did sit in that, if we really did grow in that and build that, mm-hmm. what would that look like? I mean, it would be that deep place that you long to be in. I I guess I was thinking when you said recognizing people, I was like, can't we all sit here and think like, when you say, you know somebody who knows Jesus, do you all, like you have somebody who comes to mind mm-hmm. and who is a Christian. You're like, yep, them, they know Jesus. Yeah. And so I think what it looks like is, is, is so much more of that. Like that's just that becomes the culture is, is you're surrounded by your community are all those people. It's not those two people you had in mind when we thought of a person who knows Jesus. It's that's my church. Like those are my, my community. They know God and you change it slowly. It's a, it's a slow burning fire, right? That comes from, Okay, so so I want to I want to ask even more pointedly. Where where, where are, are we? Can, going? I, can I do this? What is the end game? <laughs> this this, I know, this I is like... the end game. The end game for me is like, who do I know that actually is that, and what are the characteristics like? And maybe mm-hmm. some of the characteristics. It's not just like people that know their Bible verses really well or could quote a bunch of scripture, but it's also people like some of the most some of the most gentle or some of the most patient mm-hmm. people I know, or actually someone who's like really has a level of holiness that I haven't, or a, a kindness, or does not get, mm-hmm. doesn't get sucked into all the twisty ways of marketing, or who, so parents who raise their kids differently, or I guess I'm just thinking things like that, mm-hmm. and, that I can sink my teeth in. What is that kind of... I think it's so intangible. I'm like, I feel mm-hmm. like the person who immediately came to mind when you asked that question is a, is a man I work with. On Young Life staff, and and I'm like, he just is with Jesus in a way, and what comes out of him is is um is wisdom. At really, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, we'll be having some big conversation, and he'll go, you know, and I read this scripture, and he all of a sudden you go, okay, it's just it's just divine wisdom. I don't actually think he's that smart. I think he actually just spends that much time in the presence of God that it's transformed him. Yeah, you know, and it's stuff like, but that's super intangible, and I just go like. You, there's just no shortcut to intimacy with God. So no. you have to go. I just have to actually spend time with you. And what part of the body that will turn me into as I soak in your presence, I don't know that we get to pick. But I want to go to a church that, that like, what right. if people really were that deeply committed to the presence of God? Yeah. Right. And what, what kind of people would we be? And, like, how full would our body be? 
Because I don't think it would all feel the same. Mm-mm. No. But it, right. but it would be a lot of different It'd be those different pieces. giftings, right? Those, uh-huh. those gifts of the spirit would be just overflowing out of the lives of people who have been sitting with the spirit mm-hmm. and dwelling in that. Um, I think that's something, like, it's interesting. I've never thought about it this way, but that's kind of always a reminder that I feel like when I when I haven't been spending time with God and I'm like, Ugh, you know, I start beating myself up. I'm like, I know I need to commit to this more or just commit to this time. And, and like, I've often been reminded by the spirit, like we've been doing this a long time. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like I get that, that just that knowing of like, yep. Like we're, you know, I'm still the same God. I still know you. Like we're just picking this right back up. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not this like, it's not this like guilt. It's like that friend who you don't see forever. And you're just like, oh, that's fine. Like yeah. I can sit down and talk to you. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. one million times that with God where he's like, don't hash that out. Like come back to this familiarity and just keep walking forward. And it's mm-hmm. that real relationship. It's not this, okay, I need to check off every day that I read my Bible. And I need to make sure that I write down a prayer and that I need, you know, that's not it. Mm-hmm. That's not that relationship. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. I feel like I say this a lot, but. I'm going to say it again. Say it again. But I just, I feel like there's something about like when I'm, sometimes I'm with Paul, my husband, and we're just like, we sit in front of the fire and we talk. And there's, when I, when I leave that, there's nothing that I would go like, oh, I would journal about our conversation. Uh I'm like, I don't have anything to say. We were just together. And it's a million of that that builds a relationship. And I just, I'm like, sometimes I think, are we familiar enough with the presence of God and that we just sit with him, you know, almost like. Like what you said about spending time, like almost like, do, do I waste time on God? Mm -hmm. Do I just go, I'm going to spend hours and hours and just get lost with him. And, and I'm like, and I acknowledge there's a lot of people who go, I wouldn't even know how to begin to do that. Like give me some direction. But, but the idea of like, I just, I just want to be with, be with you and nothing even concrete might come out of it. I can't tell you that I'm going to, you know, waste Mm -hmm a day with the Lord and then come out with, Oh, I have, now I have the best sermon I could ever preach. Right. I go, I actually just think it's about intimacy and I just want to be with you yeah. and not to produce anything, but that's the kind of thing that changes a person. I think, I think we can see that even like relationships with partners, like with, with my spouse, like we may not be able to go on like a date night, but we can, you know, have to go, drop the car off at the <laughs> at that other place and like ride in the car for 15 minutes yeah. together and be like, oh, we actually got to talk to each other for 15 minutes, right? And you see even those little things in your interpersonal relationships that make a difference. And like you said, like you're not going to go journal about it, but just those t- bits of time that are spent with that focus time are going to make a difference as a foundation for that relationship. And so we can see that in our human relationships and to know that that's also going to affect our time with God. Even if it's like, you know what, I'm always going to talk to God when I drive from here to there. Mm-hmm. Like that's my thing or, you know, whatever it is. Bobby, what for you, when you hear this relationship with God, intimacy with God, authentic relationship, any what we're saying, what rattles around in your head? First of all, how dare you make me talk? <laughs> yeah. Mission accomplished. Well done. Uh-huh. Second of all, uh, I think it's more like what Michelle was saying of like spending that quality time with with your spouse and after you've done that or even any of your family members over the course of time certainly spouses have a diff- there's a different layer to that um, but I think uh, like my wife will say like stuff like I totally knew you were going to do that 
mm-hmm. like, or you know, I just th- I know the things that are going to uh, make her upset or make her laugh, or you know, vice versa. And so to transfer that over to to knowing God gives you the capability of being like, man, God, that that was so you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I see, like you did you that. Did like, that. I knew you would do that. <laughs> yeah. I knew you were going to do that. Uh, so that's one side of it. The other side of it, I also have just like this nagging feeling like the more you know and like chase that down, perhaps the more mysterious it gets. Hmm. So let's shout out. What do you mean? Just, just like, I'm not saying that you're, that you're, um, your knowingness of God and Christ, you know, you don't unlock levels of things, right? <laughs> I'm not saying that, but just, yeah, I think just the more you chase down that knowing, just, um, I don't know, just like, the infinite mystery of God yeah. becomes more like the greater rec- the apparent. recognition of His greatness right. becomes more, right. and therefore, right, the good and great things. Yeah. stuff, right. Well, yeah. it's the more you know Him. I think that that makes the things that I am sure of less. That, that pile gets smaller. Yeah. And I just, and I think there is that sense. I always think the disciples. Every now and then in scripture, I'll be like, I bet they were really confused and they weren't, you know, because I think sometimes they go, totally. oh, yeah, I knew you'd do that. Like, of course, you were going to heal that blind beggar who calls your name. Like, I go, they probably go, yep, saw that before. But then there's some things he does that you're like, what? Right. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I don't understand. I mean, it's, I always think of the Samaritan woman when he gets to the well and he sends them off to town to go get food. And then, and then they come back and then he's like, yeah, I had food, you know, nothing about. And you're like. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? (laughs) You are so confusing to me. And I think he just, I think there is an unpredictability to God. And I don't think we ever would be able to really figure him out. But I think that there's, there's a, there's an intimacy with knowing him. And the best way I can describe it is bacon. Like when I feel like, Uh, obviously, (laughs) clearly, (laughs) you know, when like, when you get like, there's bacon in something, you're like, Oh, someone sprinkled in some bacon and you're just but a little bit better yeah you're just like mm. but i'm like there's a familiar i go when when i'm experiencing something i go oh that feels like you that tastes like yeah. you that smells like you savory, like yeah. yeah yes savory <laughs> and just powerful you know mm-hmm. but I, I just think that there's something to that when you when you're so attuned to mm-hmm. something when you're so attuned to the presence of god that when all of a sudden it's what happens when all of a sudden you're in a service and or you're the Lord goes, hey, move. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to. And I, I'm so familiar with his presence that hopefully at that moment I will be able to move into what he's trying to do in that moment. Yeah. But it's, it's being able to recognize him in his presence. Sprinkled uh, and stuff. That's good. As I have grown in relationship with God and in intimacy with God, I am less prescriptive and more mm-hmm. trusting. That's so good. Mm-hmm. So, and, and so often, and uh, yeah, and I don't know if I've ever thought of, you guys are, you guys are, you guys are pulling on, turning over big stones here, but I, I, I think in, and that's a really good delineation because, hey God, we need to tell you what to do or how this needs to go or mm-hmm. make this like I want it. Mm-hmm. That need becomes less because there's a greater, God, I really trust your character. And I, and I have a history of you working 
in my life. And not always making things easy or good or healing, mm-hmm. but a, a deep trust. And because you get to know him better, then you see him work in those situations that you're trusting, right? And you, it, because there's other times in our lives where we look back and we're like, oh, that was, that was good. Yeah. But as we get further down the path, we can sometimes see it as we're walking it. Yeah. And be like, mm-hmm. okay, nope, still going to keep just walking with this. And like, I see, I see you're here. I see you're next to me. And I'm going to keep trusting. And that's that growth. I think that, that knowing, that deeper knowingness yeah. that comes. Man, I like that. You just said less prescriptive and more trusting. And I just think that it moves from them to do my quiet time. I'm going to mm-hmm. write, I'm going to check my boxes yeah. because that's apparently how I know him. But how, but, and I would say maybe I like less prescriptive and more trusting of a relationship. Like it's like when you trust your relationship yeah. with him, which I think is what you're trying to say, yeah. where, where you just go like, I know him well enough and he knows me well enough that, that we will move yeah. together. Right. Let's, let's revisit those statements that you made about relationship where you said low level, mid level, high level. I always, I think that's just so good for people to hear. I think you said you said a low level relationship is that codependency, like no one can function without each other. Yeah. And then that mid level is that independent, like I'm good, you're good, I'm good, we can all function. Yeah. And I think a lot of Christians want to live there, right? Yeah. Like I'm doing good, I got God, God's got things under control. Mm. But then you get to that high level of interdependency, and I just think of that constant where you're like, I gotta check with God on that. Like. Yeah. I want to see what he wants me to do. Yep, I think I, I could go do that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to hold off, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. have a conversation with God about that. Yeah. And work with him on it. And I think that's, yeah, it's a beautiful way to look at that relationship. This might be a lie, but I'm going to say it anyway. Let's find out. I think, I think in the Gospels, I think Jesus heals blind people in nine different ways. I just can't I'm not think about the spit. The spit is my favorite. Yeah, when he yeah. spits in the mud. When you say that like, the disciples are like, what are you mud. doing? Can you just like, I just, I can't imagine culturally. Totally. Yeah. What? But I can, and I can hear them going like, um, blind people, we did that yesterday. Do you remember how you did it? You touched yeah. his eyes or, you know, and I just go like, so I don't know if it's nine, but it will just say it's a, a lot. A variety. A variety. <laughs> there was a large variety. Yes. And I always wonder, how did he know how to do it? And I'm tempted to believe that it's because of the intimacy with the father, that he was like, mm-hmm. That either that the spirit in that moment like moved him in such a way, or that God the Father had already told them that morning when he was alone, like or something yeah. that there's something that happened that caused Jesus to do it differently, mm. and it makes me go, we can't add water and stir, and I think that we mm. want to do that in mm. the kingdom. If you go like, hey, this is what works, this is what helps people, whatever, mm-hmm. and or like if you have a quiet time every day for 25 years, you yeah. will, right. and I go, actually, I can't say that to you, and I have to be open to like what God did today. Versus what he did yesterday and what he might do tomorrow. Can I be open-handed and say, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I want to be intimate enough with you that I will follow you, even if you ask me to do the weird thing with the spit. Right. Like, if I make mud, spit mud, and then I rub it on someone, you know, like, yeah. I just could, I just wonder, was there a struggle in Jesus to go like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you want me to do? Mm-hmm. You know? Or you want me actually to touch the leper? Because I've been taught my right. whole life that you don't do that. Right. But also, what had... How did he get to that moment? And I think it had to be through intimacy. Well, and does that come too from like, so God has created us all in so many ways. Humans are so amazingly different and diverse and so, it's just so mm-hmm. incredible. And yet all with the image and likeness of God in those same, in like that same way. And so there's that, that deep connection that he has with us. And he's like, of course it's not prescriptive. 
none of you are the same. Yeah. Like I chose that. I chose the things that are the same. Yeah. Cause that's how I made you like me. And that's how, that's how we're going to relate. Right. Like we relate to people who are the same as us in some way. Often. That's that first connection. And then we learn from the things that are different from one another. And so, yeah, I just think about that. Mm. How does that relate to our relationship with God? I don't know. Is what it really look different from one person to another. You know, like what what me and God looks like is likely not what Bobby and God looks like, Mm -hmm. you know? And maybe what you and God look like five years ago isn't what you and God look like right now. Oh, absolutely. So even, you know, sometimes... And I think what's under all of that is this should, we should on ourselves or have this shame where you're like, oh, I, I should have the quiet time. I should memorize that script. No, there's times where I've had great consistent quiet times. There's times, the truth is I went, we went on a trip this summer for a, a week and, and I came back from this trip, this family trip. And I was like, I didn't open my Bible once. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever prayed. And, 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 and then I, and then I was like, God, what? What was that? Mm-hmm. And because a lot of times my vacation is like a reconnection with the Lord or it's yeah. just an intimacy. And I was like, there was none. And then I felt bad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, what's going on? And 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 then even come to God like, I'm sorry about. And, and I think so often we put this self-condemnation on ourselves where, I, I mean, my kids, if they're if they're away and they're gone for a week, when they come back. I love, I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah, tell me everything. Yeah. 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 How, you how hear time? It. How are you? And not like, what? You're talking to me today, but you didn't talk to me yesterday. We need to talk about why you didn't talk to right. me yesterday. No. Mm-hmm. No dad would ever, you know. Yeah. And, and so why in me? So part of it, I honestly, I think if we really knew how God thought or felt about us, there would be such a greater freedom Exactly. Yeah. Uh, of, of connection. And then that would actually lead to a greater transformation. And our shame and our guilt that actually drives it doesn't transform. Or shame and guilt that blocks us. Yeah. Right? Because we're like, I can't. I failed. Yeah. No. I'm not good enough. I don't have that. Well, and I go, I want to go to God because I just, I miss him and I love it. Yeah. You know, not because I should. Or should. I, or, but just go, I just, you know, like, but I, and I also, I mean, I don't know if this happened or not, but I could also see you ending up in California looking at the beach and just go, you had a moment with God that had nothing to do with you opening your Bible. But my guess is you had it anyway. That I had some of those and, and surfing and sometimes it's just... That peacefulness. Is, there's a peacefulness. Yeah. And this morning I woke up and this morning I was, the, I, we had our window open and the, the wind was blowing and I'm hearing the trees and I know fall is coming and I'm just like... Thanking God for seasons and wind and a dark morning and and like bur- and it's like to- I'm like basking in trying to practice the presence of God as I wake up this morning. Yes. But I'm on vacation, didn't do that once in seven days. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think people could say, "Oh, see, there should be no structure to relationship with God." Like you, you could take this to an extreme and go, "Like I can do whatever I want because I'm so loved." Yeah. And But I also, but that doesn't feed the. You know, I, I could just go like, Paul and I are just going to be married and yeah. we don't have to connect. Or if I just go like, no, I want to connect with you because I love you because right. of the depth It's of what I said last week. We are prone to wonder. And so I'm not just saying do whatever you want and follow your desires and be whatever. Like there is discipline as well, but it's, it's both sides. Mm-hmm. And so often we get so one-sided. Mm. It's all, it's all unstructured or it's all structure. It's all grace. It's all truth. Mm-hmm. It's yes. all yeah. Mm-hmm. The dance of both in relationship. Mm-hmm. 
I've had, I'm especially doing some lengths. I've done, I've had really structured time with the Lord where I've like bitten off something that I'm like, this is actually not <laughs> sustainable for a long period of time, but I actually can do this for, I'm going to do this for 40 days and crazy good fruit in my life. But also, but I don't think it's because I was like bit off some really intense spiritual practice as much as I go, I was so intentional with my time with you and it transformed me, uh-huh. you know, and then it caused causes hunger and intimacy in me as opposed to, and I don't always do it. Sometimes I still do that, but not, it's not I don't do it every day mm-hmm. like I did during that Lent, you know, but it's, it changed me. Yeah. So I mean, there is goodness to that structure. And, but the point is, is the the intimacy and the relationship and the trust that comes out of that so that when the Holy Spirit moves, you will be aware that he is moving, you know? It's not the structure that's bringing the intimacy. So once once you have that relationship, the structure can change and the structure can come and go, but it's it creates something that's longer lasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, I think for the people who are just beginning this, structures really helps. Mm-hmm. You know, structure, structure really helps. And it, it's... When Jesus first sent the disciples out, he's like, okay, I'm going to send you out. I want you to take you, you take this bag, go to these homes, do this, you know, right. du- mm-hmm. knock the dust off if they don't. Yeah. Here, take some money, do all this. It gave him a lot of structure for sending them out. Then by the end, go make disciples of all nations. Right. He's launched them. Yeah, launched mm-hmm. them. But the structure creates, and so oftentimes even as we're beginning, it helps to have a devotional to set some prayer times to read through scripture in a certain way. And that structure really can launch and propel. Mm-hmm. I heard this man say something really interesting along those lines that I was listening to like a preacher. And he said, um, you know, don't you, there was all these things that we kind of wish Jesus had said something about like really clearly, like, <laughs> right. why didn't you just make a statement about this? Because it would really help us navigate. <laughs> like so, oh, we can pull yes. that singular yes. verse and yes. make our whole lives yes. circle around. 2021 would be a whole lot easier if you had actually just spoken to these five things really clearly. Mm-hmm. Well, and so his point was that he goes, the reason he didn't is because he didn't have to spell it out for his disciples because they knew him and they were with him. They would know what he would think and say, because they knew him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, so he didn't spell everything out because he trusted relationship and the, the way that they had been with him. And I, I was like, so you're saying the only way we're going to make it through 2021 mm-hmm. is if we figure out how to be, be with, with you, you and know you. Because that's the only way we'll know the heart of the Father mm-hmm. is by being with him. I recently started reading more of the Old Testament because of things you say, Michelle. And, um, and it's hard because you're always like, oh, this is not the part of God I wanted to know, mm. you know, but always it's, it's always amazing to see that part of God in light of Christ and Jesus and be like, this is, this is all of this is God. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, and like, and it's that like recognition that you're so much bigger than this Jesus I've boiled down to get to know from these gospels. Mm. Right. Yeah. And and that that's a knowing that like I didn't I wasn't planning on for reading the Old Testament. It's like I'll get a better idea of who the Israelites were, and that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Not just like whoa, God likes structure, man. <laughs> like he, you know, talk about having structure and a plan. No kidding. He's like, this is how it's gonna go, folks. And like I I know how this is gonna work, and I also know you're not gonna do the thing, and then we're gonna go through this time of atonement, and then like it's just a, it's an interesting way to know God in a different way. And you, again, not prescriptive. You can't be like, well, he is a vengeful God. Yeah. Done. You can't. Mm-hmm. Huh. It reminds me of, do you ever read uh, Dante's Inferno, Purgatory, and 
Carrie's did not. yokes. Well, and I think that that's just fine. <laughs> I, I did have to read all three. And um, maybe this was ignorant of me as I didn't know how the story ended. But basically, it's, you know, old writer Dante. He's going through hell and then purgatory and then heaven and he's there's a lot of social commentary stuff that he's like saying in there but the whole thing is culminating to the point where this journeyer is going to meet god Mm. and so you know and i'm just kind of kind of a nail biter you're like what's gonna happen when he finally gets there after all of this role and at the end Sorry, spoiler alert. No. Mute if you don't want to hear what happens at the end of the story. In, You're going to read in, it. In the centuries-old yeah. book. Yeah, the centuries-old book that okay. nobody's reading recently. Okay. Um, at the end, God is a point of light, which I found real disappointing. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's so annoying. And then I read what he talked about, how he, because he's like, God is a spirit. So it was clear that he wasn't going to, like, turn him into, you know, some, like, Moses Dumbledore-looking character. He was going to go. He is actually was this point of light. And then he talked about how the light enveloped him and how familiar it felt and what it was like to be in the presence. And I was like, okay. I got a lot of problems with a lot of other things he wrote about in his book. But I also was like. At <laughs> that, that picture. That picture of it was it was a it was a, a knowingness that that permeated his whole being and that was that felt like the God that he knew. And I was like. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's some, there's, it was a really That's cool picture of intimacy with the spirit and with God. And that it's not what we think. Yeah. And what if he's different than what we think, you know? And That's good. And only knowing him, like that relationship is the only place where we get to break down those things that we've already said he is, right? Where he's mm-hmm. like, stop putting those titles on me. Stop making me this thing that you think that I am. Just get to know me. Mm-hmm. We had, um, you know, a few weeks ago we had four baptisms. Then this morning we had three baptisms. And then a couple, there's a couple other people getting baptized this week in a river. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's wild. Mm-hmm. For our church and yeah. just this community, 10 baptisms in a month is... is Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, something. Yeah. Well, you talked about, I mean, you said this morning, we're, God's changing who we are. Yeah. And he is starting. And he it. is drawing people. And I, was, I thought at the end you were talking about the new logo, and then you were talking, and I don't know if you said this or if I just felt this, but it was this idea of like, it's a new day here. Like, we are dawning a new day. And yeah. I think that those baptisms feel like that. It's like God is stirring and brewing something among us that's not a old recycled item. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, we are, there's a new day. And yeah. I think that's true in the kingdom. And I think that's true here. Yeah. Amen. What a great way. Can I tap the table now? Let's end on that. <laughs> well, now you, now you have to pray. <laughs> there it is. Table tapper praise. Table tapper praise. Lord, thank you for the freedom we have in you. Uh, oh, pray over the four of us sitting here. I pray over our church. I pray over this county. Lord, that uh, we'll be able to approach you. You, you have, you've drawn near and that you call us into relationship. And uh, you have covered us that atoning, um, Jesus, your atoning sacrifice that we enter in. And it's not, it doesn't have to be about our shame or what we haven't done or have done. Lord, that you just long to, like a father, uh, excited to see a son who has wandered off to come home and to embrace him. That's, that is good for you to be home. It is good for you to be home. So, Father, continue to draw each of us home and to know you more. We love you. Amen. Amen.